I can't believe that this is what our podcast has come to. I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay. This All is right. Chardonnay and DNA. That's Becky. And that's Rachel. And I'm about to read some Donald Trump and Joe Biden fan fiction. Okay. What's the title? Oh, it's just literally Biden and Trump. Okay. That's it. Just real plain and simple. Okay. Straight to the point. Uh, I want you to know that the summary mm-hmm. literally says, I don't know. I just can't afford therapy. <laughs> <laughs> So you know it's going to so, be good. Is that like from the writer? Like, yeah. It's supposed to be a summary of the story, but. But they just have given up. I don't know how. I don't know. I just can't afford therapy is even better than the actual summary. No, it's it great. It, I, okay. I know exactly what I'm getting into with that. Mm-hmm. Trump woke early in the White House. Today will be a busy day. He was going to the final debate before the election was decided. It was okay, though. He knew he'd win. He put on his best suit and went to the kitchen for breakfast. It was eggs and chocolate milk. His favorite. Wait, I need to ask, is this from the first election or the second? This is, what do you mean? Oh, the first, the first. But it's recently written, so I think it's just like, looking back. Well, I guess Biden, I'm an idiot. Biden didn't run in the second, or in the first. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, no, would this would have been the current election. It would have had to have been 25. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm, okay. Um, he went to take his heart pills. Yes, the amazing, great, and smart president was an Omega. No one knew that, though. I fucking hate this Alpha Omega shit. I think it's the most disgusting fucking shit, but okay. <sighs> he picked up the pill bottle, only to see the bottle was empty. Uh-oh. So he opened it, looking for all this shit. Biden's probably not an Alpha, so he shouldn't smell my pheromones. He chuckled to himself as he headed out to the car. His driver took him, blah, blah, blah. I want to get rid of sex because I uh-huh. don't care about any of this. Uh-huh. Yeah, you sound the same. Throw on the way okay. to the debate, right? Yeah, they were, they, Trump cleared his throat, looked away from the crowd. He straightened knowing that he had to speak soon. Biden was in another microphone. God, his lips were pink and beautiful. <laughs> his shining blue eyes. What? Okay. Are <laughs> this we there? Is, we're, we're, we're getting there. Okay. So they start asking about rights. Um... <laughs> They went backstage. They were alone. Just him and Biden. You're not very good at hiding your pheromones, Biden said slyly. Shit. (laughs) Trump couldn't control himself at that moment as he crashed his lips into his opponents. Biden kissed back, reaching down. Trump let out a muffled moan as Biden opened his mouth wider, putting his tongue in. Biden's hands gripped the pants of Trump and in one swift motion, he unbuckled his belt and pulled his pants and boxers down. Oh, my God. That I was just thinking about the kiss. And that would be like a dirty old stray dog <coughs> kissing a fucking floppy, nearly dead fish. <laughs> this whole thing is so fucked up. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could all see me because I'm physically struggling right now. She is. She's like doubled over and like. Yeah, that's happening. Okay. Out came Trump's erect penis dripping with slick. (laughs) You're not very patient. Biden pulled away just long enough to speak before he went back in. Biden does not have a six pack. Please don't say that. What the fuck? He's an old man. (sighs) He makes makes Trump beg on his knees. Uh, Shoves his dick in his mouth. (sighs) Um, Trump moans about it. While Biden face fucks him. Jesus Christ. Oh, and then he fucks him in the ass. Yep. We knew it was coming. Um, he's he thrust it deep into Trump's ass. 
hitting his pleasure spot perfectly, asking him, who am I? President Alpha Trump squeaked out. <laughs> Ew. I cannot. Okay, so, um, and they say, I love you. And that's the end. And at the very bottom of the notes say, why did you read this? Well, I read this, uh, what was your name? Aspen the Arsonist. Because I wanted everyone to suffer just as much as I fucking did. And I also can't afford therapy. So. Uh, I, can't I really this. appreciate that it was Trump getting it in the butt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because like. He's so. He's. I imagine he is just absolutely horrified by the prospect. Right. Because he's so like such Gross. toxic masculinity yeah. all the time. Like. There is absolutely nothing wrong with butt sex. Let's be clear. No, about I don't that. care. We but don't care about I that. But I see the, his yeah. stupid ass oh, being like completely repulsed. Right. It's his ego that makes us happy that yeah, he's yeah, yeah. taking it. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, he, that would just, he'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah. Ugh. All around, that was disgusting. That was really um, gross. I hated it. But I, I hated it every also. minute of that. But, but did you love it a little? A little bit. Yeah, I did. I'm not going to go read anymore. Maybe. Who knows? You might. I might. You might, might find something else. Yeah. We, <laughs> the darkest hour of <laughs> when you're really questioning everything about your life. You're like, let me read this. Yeah. It'll make me feel. I can't afford therapy. So it works. <laughs> I want you to know that we found one before this where it was written in not a good style where like it was in script. Like a play. Yes. Like how a play is written. Like Trump colon. Whatever yeah. he says. And yeah. we almost read that in the voices and parts. For I still you. think we should. Maybe next week we'll treat you to that. We'll see how <laughs> this goes because I feel like we're going to lose a lot of we listeners. Might shut down. <laughs> Trump may sue us. Biden may sue us. Who knows? Oh, Biden would be cool. I mean, <laughs> it's not bad for his platform, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got to do something. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, that was Trump and Biden fan fiction. Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed it or uh, didn't throw up in your mouth. At least I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it thought provoking. I just hope you had some kind of reaction, <laughs> some kind of response. <laughs> okay, so that's how we opened our show today. That really happened. Yep, that really did. Um, <laughs> I do you have any updates? <laughs> um, no, I have no updates. Okay, how about you? No, 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 my brain is still recovering. So I listened to a, a podcast from red-handed about the Summerton man. Yeah. And it was very interesting. Yeah. I couldn't remember all if like you shared if I couldn't remember if the details they shared in yours like were the same. I I don't know. I have to go back and listen to ours, but it was very interesting. It renewed my interest. I wonder I just I just want them to release the DNA. Cuz they exhumed him, right? Yeah, they exhumed him last summer. Like oh no, in September, I believe. Okay. It's been long enough. Come on. Right. Well, I'm actually, I have a similar thing cool. going on in my story. So. I'm excited. Um, This is actually a recent, I don't, you might've seen it, but I felt like I had to do it. Uh, our listener, what, what, it, oh my gosh, what's her name? Lisa? Lisa? Lisa. Is that right? I think. Lisa. Lisa. She gave me, yeah, she sent a good, uh, well, us, but I'm taking yeah, yeah. <laughs> it. Unless you want to. No, but <laughs> I want to do, I want to do her story, but this one was so recent that I was like, I think I have to do it this now. Yeah, because absolutely. it just came out. Um, all right. Well, let's do it. It's about dead kids. So if that bothers you, you might want to like 
not listen. Not that's actually a solid warning we should give people because I do know people who can't listen to it and Fair have enough. to tune out. So yeah, there are dead children in this, and please tune out now if you are one of those people. And we're sorry. Yeah, I mean, it it's a true crime podcast. Yeah, it's gonna happen. But if you don't want, yeah, it, it's all you yep. not to want to listen to it. So it's fine. All right, ready? Yep. So on July thirty first, nineteen sixty. Russell Allen, a school teacher from Las Vegas, was hiking along Sandwash Creek Bed on Old Alamo Road in Congress, Arizona. You know what he was doing out there? Mm-mm. It's not nefarious. It's really wholesome and cute. He was looking for, like, cool rocks to decorate his garden. I love that. I was like, that is so adorable. I love cool rocks. I know. I, do, I look for cool rocks all the time. He was, like, out there just looking for some cool rocks, probably on, like, yeah, on a summer vacation from school, I'm sure. I'm turning so that you can get closer so it picks you up a bit more. All right. So, Russell looking for his rocks. And during his hike, he found something that was not a cool rock. It was the partially burned remains of a little girl's body. Which, I don't, I hope Russell's okay. Yeah. Uh, Well, he's in all reality probably dead by now this happened like 60 years ago okay if he was a teacher or so but that would be yeah not i would not be having a good time no on that hike when i was just trying to look for some cool rocks yeah um so the body was clothed in shorts some say some sources say they were red some say white doesn't really matter and a button blue blouse with like a distinctive checkered pattern the child wore a pair of adult-sized rubber flip-flops that had been cut to fit her feet and fastened with leather straps The child's toes and fingernails had evidently been painted bright red. Sections of the child's clothing were also recovered close to uh, a shallow grave. So investigators at the scene observed tire impressions leading to and like around the crime scene. And in addition, the person or people responsible for the death had possibly made two separate attempts to dig an an, uh, alternative grave like somewhere else. Um, for the child's body in the location where she was um, discovered because they found, like, two evident, like, disturbances in the sand close okay. to the actual burial site. Okay. So it seems like a really chaotic crime scene because they, they talked about how they saw, like, they saw these, like, tire marks and it looked like the tire or the, like, um, the car kind of, like, veered off the road as if they were, like, trying to get the fuck out of there, but then it looked like it came back. So it yeah. looks like they were very indecisive about what they were doing okay um so anyway they found two sets of footprints um one was clearly an adult like an adult sized foot and the other was possibly the kid because it was small indicating that she may have walked to the site of her Mm -hmm. murder um investigators also recovered a blood-stained pocket knife near the body but were unable to like definitively say whether it had been used during the crime I mean, a bloody knife near, like, a dead, dead child is probably pretty yeah. evident, but also the 60s, so, you know. Yeah, true, true. Um, so the clothing, knife, and footprint impressions found um, were sent to the FBI lab to undergo further examination. Obviously, like, DNA was not even a thought. Yeah. Um, so the pathologist who perf- performed the autopsy of the little girl uh, found that the body was definitely of a white girl, likely between the ages of five and seven. She was about three and a half feet to four feet, five inches um, in height and weighed about 50 to 60 pounds. Um, the child had been dead for between one and two weeks prior to the discovery of her body. 
Her hair was brown, possibly having been tinted or dyed auburn. That is like so sinister to me. That's really weird. Like and the red and the red painted nails, like because um it's clear that she was I don't know. Like later I'll talk more. But my brain's just going to like sex trafficking. It's really gross. I just it the fact that her nails were like seemed like freshly painted red and like yeah. her um her hair was maybe dyed is like just gross. Yeah. Okay. Um so she had a full set of intact baby teeth described as being in really good condition. Um, so the actual cause of death was never determined by these examiners, but it was ruled a homicide, which like fucking obviously. Yeah, clearly. I mean, do you need like a light up sign to tell you that? Right. Um, her remains were charred, presumably from her body having been set on fire around the time of her death. Um, and the medical examiners found no evidence of bone fractures at upon her death or over the course of her life. Um, a composite sketch was not possible because at the time of discovery and with like the year that it was, um, that she was in such advanced decomposition that like they right. couldn't make a sketch. Um, so the funeral of the unidentified child was done on August 10th, 1960. She was laid to rest in Mountain View Cemetery um, with the campaign for funds to provide a dignified burial instead of just like a anonymous like the pauper's grave yeah, thing yeah i thought it was really sweet the this was this effort was like led by this talk radio announcer named dave uh paladine um in interviews he said that he just found he just really found this like heinous and that she was gonna be anonymously buried right um that she, he just wanted to like do something he said it was the idea of it was insufferable to him um, and he, it was really important. Like he really wanted her to have like a Christian burial. So I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. Um, before the funeral, the child had become kind of known in, um, how do you say it? Yavapai or yeah. Yavapai County or Yavapi County. Some, yeah. Uh, Nailed as they I tried, I yeah. tried, um, they called her little miss nobody. Aww. Isn't that sad? That's really sad. Isn't that so sad? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still stuck on that. Um, So the funeral service for her was conducted at the Congregational Church in Prescott, Arizona, and was officiated by Dr. Charles Franklin Parker. Um, Seventy people were in attendance, and they put a placard on the casket uh, with the inscription reading, God's little child, date of birth unknown, date of death unknown. And her headstone was inscribed with a section of a quote from St. Matthew, which reads, blessed are the pure in heart. Mm-hmm. Um, during the eulogy, Dr. Parker recited a poem um, called For a Little Girl Unknown. Um, and. Oh, shoot. Sorry, I lost my place. Oh, yeah. uh, which was like really touching to the whole audience. Um, and this really. And. Because of, like, all the attention it got, this, like, never faded away from, like, this community's, like, memory. Right. Um, so the initial investigation, the, the FBI and the county sheriff's office for that area, they worked really hard with, like, the media to try to figure out who she was. They did, like, radio broadcasts. 
um, to try to get the message out. And they even did like land and air searches. Wow. Like they tried really hard. Yeah. Um, which I thought was like kind of, I mean, I guess it was such a little girl. It wasn't like a teenager where they could just say she ran away or yeah, something. Yeah. It's, it's clearly a baby that was taken. Yeah. Um, so there were a couple of leads. Um, initial speculation was that the child may have been from like a family of like transients from New Mexico. Why is that always when there's a child that they find that Sorry. That they, like, interrogate these, like, transient people. Yeah, and think that, like, they don't care about their kids or some shit. Like. Yeah, it's, like, people, kids at that time got snatched up all the time. All the time. Yeah. Like, anyway. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Just, yeah, but, no, it's, like, I, I know. I I had the same thought. Um. So, yeah, this this known transient family named, with, like, the last name Davidson, were subjected to over an hour of questioning that August. Um, the family had been seen hitchhiking close to Prescott in late July, with a confirmed sighting occurring near uh, Alamogordo on the date of the abduction. Um, police questioning, which was like in that area that yeah. she, it was discovered. Um, police questioning concluded that the family likely had no connection to either the, um, to the child and the family were released following the verification of their alibis. It's not hard enough being without a home in poverty, like, without a home, yeah. with children. Right. That you have to just automatically assume that they killed a kid. Right. And it's like Or that they wouldn't care based if it was on their kid. what? Like yeah. yeah, exactly. Just because okay. Like I do I admire how like they went in hard trying to find this the identity yeah. of this girl, but it's like did they look in the right places? Probably not. So. You probably did it based on a lot of like Stereotypes prejudice and, prejudice. and yeah. yeah. Uh, another possibility um, was that she was this girl was Debbie Dudley, a four year old girl missing from Virginia. Um, so investigators had I know right Virginia yeah like, like <laughs> I know it's like you're all the way over there now yeah. So investigators had failed to find the bodies of Dudley and her remaining siblings after the body of her seven-year-old sister, Carol Ann, was found wrapped in a blanket on February 9th, 1961. Um, she had evidently died due to mal- malnutrition, exposure, and neglect that she endured oh from her parents. God. Yeah. Still doesn't quite make sense to me, though. Like, there, I don't see the connection between and, and that she this little girl in Vegas. Far. Yeah. Like, right, exactly. Uh, um, but Debbie's remains were later found, shockingly, in southern Virginia. Yeah. Um, so she ended up being interred with her sister. So they did at least find her. But then that, and they charged the parents with the good. murders. So that's good. Yeah. So another possibility had been um, Sharon, Sharon Gallegos. I was trying to figure out how to pronounce that correctly. <laughs> um, a, she was a four-year-old girl that had been abducted from outside her, her home in Alamogordo, New Mexico. Although the location of the unidentified child's remains were 800 kilometers, which I don't know why this is in kilometers, but far as fuck from yeah. the, um, from where this little girl had been abducted. But only 10, and only 10 days had elapsed between her abduction and the discovery of this body. So despite the fact that the clothing the victim wore was inconsistent to that, um, that the Gallegos girl had 
last been seen wearing. They couldn't eliminate this because the clothing could have been changed. Yeah, I was just to say, like, if they dyed her hair and, you know what I mean, like, they could have changed her clothes very easily. Exactly, yeah. Um, But then they kind of did discount this later because this little girl appeared, the, the unidentified girl appeared to be around seven, but the Sharon Gallegos was only four. Okay. So, um... They then determined that this little girl and Sharon Gallegos were not the same person. Plot twist. Oh. Yeah. So in 2018, there was a renewed interest in finding out Little Miss Nobody's identity due to the advances in the DNA technology. Um, The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children offered to pay for the exhumation and the testing to obtain DNA samples from the remains. Um, They were then entered into the National Missing and Unidentified Persons System and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children databases for comparison with other unsolved murders and missing person reports. So another forensic exam was done after this exhumation, and the exam determined the highest likelihood of the child's ages was actually between three and six, with her height most likely being three foot six. Um, (coughs) And uh, these estimates were able to be done based on the skeletal and dental conclusions from the examination, which were markedly different than what they found in 1960, just right. because the technology yeah, was so much better. there's so much advancement in science by then, so. Yeah. So the University of North Texas Center for Human Identification were able to do a forensic facial reconstruction, um, which and then she was reburied back in Mountain View Cemetery. So the samples of the child's DNA were sent to Othram, which we've heard about them. Before. Yeah, they're the ones who have done like the the tiniest amount of DNA to actually solve. I was looking on the on their Wikipedia page. Um, I was looking through the like cases they've helped with, and I'm like, I know that we've covered yeah, like several several of them. Of them. <laughs> yeah, so they were um fucking ballers in this case too yeah so in january 2022 so just a couple months ago um in the hope that advances in forensic genealogy um may identify like a close relative then the samples were sent over to othram okay all right so march 15th 2022 the county sheriff's office in yabapai or however the fuck you say it county um sorry. <laughs> nailed it so so good i want to say it's yabaki i don't know but they announced that little miss nobody had been identified as sharon lee gallegos so that was one of the ones that they yeah but at the time it, they thought she was the older. ages didn't yeah. seem to match yep so the child's identification was made um via the usage of genetic genealogy um and the forensic genealogy to identify um unidentified uh decedents so people that have been victims okay um the child's identity had been established in february but the official announcement of her identification they were waiting to alert the surviving relatives um it was really cute because at a press conference it would have been sharon's nephew who's now grown yeah um he gave this speech saying that, like, he said, 
My family were amazed how the people rallied around her. Thank you for keeping my aunt safe and never forgetting her. Aww. Which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. Um, Because this, like, that would be a huge, like, loss and, like, lack of closure in that family, you yeah, know? Yeah, for the whole family. And her parents are probably not with us anymore. No. So they never got closure. Mm-mm. But at least the but at least the remaining yeah. people did and yeah. Um so back to Sharon Gallegos though, she lived in Alamogordo with her mother Lupe, along with her two older siblings, her grandma, and six other relatives, including four other children between ages five and fifteen. Um, she was described as feisty and happy go lucky. And she really like enjoyed doing like errands for her mom and playing close to the family home. Um, with her brothers and sisters and the other neighborhood kids um, due to her fair complexion. So that's another thing. It seems I I believe that she is Hispanic, whereas yeah. back in 1960, they said white. Right. But she was very fair. She was very fair complected compared to the other kids. Right. Um, and they called her La Guerra, which means like it means that's what it means. Like a little like a child that's like fair. OK. OK. Um, uh, so her family wasn't wealthy, which is significant for possible motives. They were thinking, like, was she taken for ransom? But Lupe worked as, like, a hotel housekeeper. So that was ruled out pretty quickly that it wasn't for money. Um, so authorities believe that the perpetrators were a man and a woman <clears throat> who had been actively stalking the child for days, possibly weeks, before kidnapping her. Wow. Yeah. On July 17th, 1960, the couple were seen after the child and her mom attended church with two children. I don't know if they were the couples or not, um, but they were with two children in a dark green car believed to be either a 51, 1951 or 1952 Dodge Plymouth. Um, following the church service, the female abductor had asked several attendees probing questions about Sharon and her mom, Lupe. Um, so she was being, like, targeted, which yeah. I think is really fucking sinister. Yeah. Because I feel like most, I mean, I don't know. It just seems to me like if you're going to abduct, abduct a kid, you don't really, you yeah, don't really there's care. There's probably reasons. Like, I guess. I'm sure that, I mean, I don't know any of the psychology, clearly, but, like, they probably have reasons for wanting to abduct, like, certain, like, features like a certain like look. that like a certain type yeah you know what i mean type it just of seems like they went to such great lengths targeting this kid and because so they went to the church and they were asking people about them there um and then shortly after that around july 19th so just a couple days after the church appearance the female abductor um knocked on a neighbor's door asking about lupe the mother um, she asked about the, her address, her kids, specifically whether she had a little girl. Um, they asked about why, like, Lupe had numerous kids and about her financial situation. And the woman then claimed to this neighbor that her reason for asking was um, to offer Lupe a job. Which is super fucked up. Because, yeah. Because they're poor. And, like, so... But a, a lot of what this, like, a lot of the vibes this is giving me is that they were targeting this little girl for a reason, like this particular right. little girl, and that, like, maybe, 
I don't ne- necessarily know whether or not. I don't remember if you said she was sexually assaulted or anything like that. If they that's, knew, they, that hasn't been stated. But maybe, I mean, like, do we know anything about the abductors? Like, did they lose a child? Did they? We don't know. Because maybe they lost a child and she reminded them of their child. Like, there could have been something. And I'm not, it's still very sinister and fucked up. But, like, there could have been a reason they hyperfixated on this mm. child and not. That's what I was wondering. Like, why this kid when there are a million kids? I don't know. It just seems like they went to these great lengths. So that's what I'm curious also, about. Also, she was from a poor family that mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have the means to really find investigate her. and find her. So easier to take her. Yeah. Um. I know that sounds awful and I don't mean it to, but like, you know, and she was from a Hispanic family, mm-hmm. not a little white girl that they would have put a ton of time. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. It sounds rough and I don't mean it to, but. So. This really broke my heart. So Lupe, um, Sharon's mom, later stated that Sharon started to act drastically different in the days leading up to the abduction. Um, She became really nervous and suddenly didn't want to go to the grocery store um, anymore, like to help with getting groceries, um, which she normally really liked to do. She also became really upset whenever she saw that dark green car. Um, and she would ask to be like picked up and carried. So she knew. So she, yeah, which that breaks my heart. Yeah. Because she was scared. Yeah. Like that, I think that's. She knew something was wrong. She, and she knew, and they bothered her before. Yeah. So she was scared of them. Yeah. Oh my God. So at the time of her disappearance, um, Sharon Gallegos was approximately three foot six inches in height, had light brown hair. She was last seen wearing pink shorts and white shoes. Um, And on July 21st, the child was barefoot because she left her home um, to play and it was hot. So she like left barefoot, which would explain like the, yeah, the foam flip flops that were like cut to fit her feet. Right. Um, So at approximately three o'clock on July 21st, 1960, Sharon was kidnapped by a man and woman while playing with her two cousins, age five and 11, in an alley behind um, the family home. The couple offered to buy her some candy and new clothing if she would get in the car with them. Uh, Sharon refused and was then dragged by the arm into the dirty old green car, um, believed to be, oh, I already said that, a Dodger Plymouth sedan. Um, the woman that the abductor was described by the witnesses as short, bespectacled. Spectacled. <laughs> and just say she wears she glasses. She wears glasses. <laughs> and um and heavy set in her 30s, um, with dirty blonde hair. And the man was described as fair, thin, white, with a long nose and straight, sandy-colored hair. Um, right as they dragged the, the child into the car, they sped off, and they were last seen turning west onto Fifth Street at high speed. Um, The child witnesses to the abduction immediately reported the incident to her mom, who in turn immediately notified authorities. I will say it says within an hour, police had set up roadblocks at the Texas-New Mexico border, um, and they searched a bunch of cars and um, that matched that description of a green of a green sedan, but they didn't get anywhere. Um, The so the motive that that's what most intrigues me. At first, they were thinking about that maybe it was ransom, but because like 
they knew these abductors like asked and knew that the family didn't have anything. It's like, you're not going to get ransom. So that was pretty quickly um, thrown out. Um, The circumstances around the kidnapping and previous stalking showed that this kid was being targeted. Um, One of the child witnesses to the abduction, 11-year-old Dolores, was adamant that she had seen the same vehicle that um, the abductors had um, outside the Gallegos house shortly before the actual abduction as she and Gallegos had walked toward the vehicle on their way to the grocery store. Um, According to this Dolores, the, the female abductor had been staring intently at the house and the actual sight of the car had greatly distressed Sharon. Um, and she asked to be carried past the vehicle. Oh my God. This little girl. I, that's so sad. That's just like really, that's so sad because I'd rather her have thought they were friends. Like thought yeah, they were just, just her last moments were in terror. We're just in fear. Yeah. Um, so a friend and neighbor of the family, Helen Gonzalez, also told police that she had seen the dark green vehicle um, the previous Sunday at the like right around the residence. But by July 28th, police had announced their investigation into the possibility of a relative or acquaintance of the family um, because the abductors, they hadn't found anyone else. But it's like this is very cut and dry. Like, how are you gonna think it's like a friend they, or family? They member? literally told you they don't know who this was, and they took her kid. And she was the little girl was like scared shitless. Of yeah, people. you don't, and you don't think Lupe would have been like, oh yeah, it's a fucking relative, right? Like, so it's like the the cops are just kind of like being cops. Yep, <laughs> giving up. So the investigation into who did this is on, is ongoing, as well as like how she died, because the the autopsies that, that they've done, even the renewed one, doesn't seem to have given any answers to that. It's probably I bet it was um, probably like asphyxiation. Yeah, I was literally just gonna say like her body was in such advanced decomp at the time, and they didn't have like the science to be able to probably. T- and she was burned too, right? Yeah. Like, what if they strangled her? What if something happens? I bet I'm betting it's that because that can go pretty undetected, I think. Yeah. And it, I mean, like, I just if they were like dyeing her hair and painting her nails and doing all that stuff and she was feisty. Right. So like maybe she was fighting back and they got pissed off. Like maybe yeah. they didn't intend to kill her because, you know, what makes you think they didn't intend to kill her hmm. was the franticness of the tire marks and the right. different spots where they tried to bury the, her. I When I heard when I read that, I was like, it seems like they. Yeah, like chickened out. Yeah. Or like, yeah, or maybe didn't. It was intend. an accident. Maybe she pissed them off and yeah. the lady maybe got she pissed. was screaming. Right. And they were trying to quiet her down yeah. and, you know, they got frustrated yeah. and she ended up dead. No, I, my mind was going to that same place too because it just seemed very chaotic. They they tried to dig like multiple um, yeah. shallow graves to put her in. And yeah. Like, it, it seemed very panicked and frantic. Right. That's just what I don't, I don't think that they drove out there with the intent to kill her. I think they planned to keep her. Keep her, yeah. Or, um, or, yeah, I mean, I don't know if trafficking like that was a thing back in the 60s. I mean, trafficking has been a thing for a long, for long centuries. Time. Yeah. Like, as long as humans have been alive, trafficking is a thing. Yeah. So, so it could have been that. I mean, I just find that, well, the dyeing her hair and stuff, that was probably to conceal her identity. Yeah. And it also just makes me think that this woman wanted a child. 
Could have been. It, it, like, especially if the woman was the one that was so fixated on her every time. It seemed to be. It did seem to be. Or unless the woman was just kind of doing the dirty work because she was a woman, probably wasn't seen as, as threatening. Maybe, yeah. But it does seem like she was very fixated. Yeah. Um, she seems to be the one. The, the man was not mentioned much. Yeah. Whereas she was the one seen, like, staring and. Doing all that creep, yeah. creepo shit. Yeah, so they're still looking into it. I mean, at this obviously, point they're dead. at this point, they're dead. Um, but I think it would probably be very nice for the family to at least yep. know. But I'm really, really glad that they were able to identify her. And that was literally just like, what, a week ago? Yeah. They weren't they, like she didn't have any DNA on her nails or anything. Or... That nothing that they that they said. <sighs> and and like that would be such a small amount. Awesome. Yeah, I mean it's it's possible that they could find it, but um that would probably take really close examination. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. just identifying her was probably the big piece and then now maybe they could look I think the only way that they're really gonna find this is if there was another similar crime or if somebody's family member speaks out like, Oh, I remember my aunt Patty did this and Yeah. She yeah. had a weird little girl with her we didn't know. Yeah. Or if um if anyone like, well, but witnesses, it's, it's been like 60 years. So it's like witnesses aren't even going to be. Yeah. If there are any witnesses around, they were little kids too. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I thought. That's what I mean is like, it would be an adult that would be like, oh, I remember my aunt brought right. this, this. And when I say weird, I meant like strange, like another child they didn't know to this party. Yeah, like an unknown kid. Yeah. Yeah. To, and we didn't know who she was. And then she never came around again. But it was also, I mean, she was, what day was she found? It was shortly after she was abducted. It was she like was 10 found days. on July 31st. Yeah, it was 10 days. So it's like. And she was like two weeks in the decomp, they thought. So she pretty much died very soon. quickly after they took her. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's messed up. Isn't it? And I saw, like, I, it was, I'm surprised you didn't know about it. I feel like somebody sent it to me and I was just like, yeah, that's cool. And I just forgot to look into it because I knew it was your week for the story. And, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was all over, like, there were really big news, like CNN, all that shit was reporting. It was all over my Instagram. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do this. You know, I'm about to bite my fucking words because I feel like Terry sent it to me. Oh, really? I gotta look. You did. Yep. yep <laughs> I knew. It. I knew someone sent it to me, um, and it, it was your week. So I was yep. like, I'm not going to worry about it until next week because I I ne- I literally write my story the day before or the hour before we record. I just figured. I figured you might have seen it. That's why yeah. I didn't really um, say what I was. I didn't really say what I was going to talk about because I figured you might have seen it. And I didn't want you to like. Yeah. Look it up. Yeah, no, no, no. No, Terry sent it to me. So, hey, Terry, we covered your story. There this you go, week. bud. <laughs> it was like a happy accident. Yeah. Um, my sources were the New York Times. The the Wikipedia page is actually really fucking good on nice. this. Nice. It's under the, I think you can search Little Miss Nobody, but it's also now under the murder of Sharon Gallegos. And it was really cute because one of the investigators involved in this, um, in the new investigation was like, I hope we never call her Miss Little Miss Nobody ever again. again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, that's how she'll be referenced for a little while because <laughs> it's been it's so, the case. Especially that in knows. that in that area. Because yeah. it's like it was such a, a pertinent case. Yeah. But yeah, the Wikipedia page for Sharon Lee Gallegos, uh, the New York Times, and uh KETV, which is like a local news source, but yeah, super sad. Yeah, but very good. I'm really glad that they 
were able to do that because that would have been hugely traumatic. Yeah, yeah. For that family to never have known. <sighs> well, that was depressing. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, got anything for padded room? I mean, I have something to talk about, but it's not necessarily my padded room. Oh, all right. So Terry sent me another thing. It was a TikTok, and it was about Mason, Tennessee. Have you heard about what's happening there? No. So from my understanding, it is a predominantly black town. Mm-hmm. So nothing good is happening no. because white people are doing shit. Because white things. people suck. Yeah. Um, And there's, like, this hostile takeover of this town by the comptroller of Tennessee. What? Uh, his name is Jason Mumpower. And I only watched the TikTok, like I haven't gotten super into it, but it's really fucked up. And now there's finally news coverage on it. But apparently he's like trying to like make them surrender its town, their town status so that the, the town can absorb can that. Be abs- oh. And like, but there's, it's like everybody in power is a person of color. And so it's like, like that Black Wall Street shit. It's, kind of. it's fucking Tulsa. Yeah. And it's very fucking weird. Like the Tulsa race riot thing all over again. So it's. I don't fucking how the fuck yeah are we in this year that we're in and this is like because for some reason in some parts of the country we're in 2022 and other parts we're still in 19 fucking 50. I know it's great like so I just want to like secede yeah I I am just very fucking annoyed so anyway look that up I don't know all the details it's just something that people should be aware of and like look into and like because people need to be held accountable. Yeah. No, I didn't know it. Oh, yeah. Mason, Tennessee. Is it? Is it like? I'm not always the best at keeping up with like current events. I try, but like, is it being under wraps or something? Um, it was, and then like uh, that TikTok. This woman made this TikTok, and she had learned about it through like local news, I guess. Mm-hmm. But now it's like MSNBC is covering it, okay. and like it's got some national coverage now. How do you stop that? I I don't know. I truly don't know, and I don't know if there's anything you can do. But it's one of those things where you you got to keep your eye on it because we don't want history repeating. Itself, no, that's right? so you know? gross. So it's it's fucked up, and like like I said, I I didn't do too much digging into it because I'm fucking wiped this week truthfully like the world just has me down the world sucks yeah so i just couldn't look at any more like oh i fucking hate this even more you know but just something to keep your eyes on wow Um, so all right so there's that um have you watched the dropout yet i have not but tom tom two things hi tom uh two friends sharing a microphone they might kiss. <laughs> also, <laughs> um, he mentioned, he's like, I don't know if you've ever seen any videos of Elizabeth Holmes, uh-huh. but her eyes are extremely culty, like culty. Oh, they are. And they, and they, they totally uh, like make that apparent in the show too mm-hmm. with Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. Her eyes are fucking manic as yeah. fuck. Like, yeah. Okay. So I, if I didn't already establish this before, I fucking can't stand this woman. Yeah, yeah. I'm- She's the, she is like evil incarnate. I'm not even kidding. So this is a spoiler alert. Just f- fast forward. I'm going to tell you this. It won't ruin. Is it okay if I tell you I this? I don't give a shit. Okay, it won't ruin the like entire show, but I just have to say how pissed off I am. So this motherfucker backed this sweet, old chemist that like yeah. recovered from cancer 
I think I talked about yeah. how I liked him before. Well, this motherfucker backed him into a corner with like legal shit and he killed himself. Are you and that really me? happened. And that really fucking happened. What a solid piece of fucking shit. And oh, I mm, I know it's a show, but it's based off a real person. Yeah. And that actually happened. And I cannot stand her. Like, she is just the devil. So I hate her. I hate her so much. After we did the episode two weeks ago, I could not get her voice out of my head. And I was like, who the fuck does she remind me of? Who the fuck does she remind me of? Oh, yeah. And then I, I, it clicked in my head. I about that. She reminds me of Romy from Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. <laughs> and like how she has that like real deep voice. And especially when she's like, yeah, uh, I'm the inventor of post-its and pretended <laughs> to be a fucking inventor at her high school reunion. Now, granted, Romy is not an evil person. She just wanted to be, you know, successful at her high school reunion. But I sent you that exact scene. She's like, yeah, I'm the inventor of post-its. And I was Literally, like, that's fucking Elizabeth Holmes. Oh my God, I cannot stand this woman. Elizabeth Holmes, I can't fucking stand you. She's yeah. like, oh, at Theranos, like we crash glass ceilings. I'm like, you're just a piece of shit. I, and this amazing, okay, this amazing uh, woman who was like a, just out of college, super, super smart, Erica, Ch- uh, I don't know if it's Chung or Chang. I think it's Chung. Erica Chung, she's like the whistleblower yeah. of this shit. And now she works in like um in like ethical tech and shit. Yeah. Like she is so amazing. And they portray her really well in the show, Good. I think. It just sucks because this could have been the thing that was so beneficial for people if she would have actually done it. Oh my god, she's such but mm. I I'm not gonna lie, I probably won't get to that yet because I just need a, a change of reality. Like I, I'm very much in escapism mode right now where yeah. I'm watching like more fantasy and like historical fiction and stuff because I just can't I can't fucking deal Trump Biden fan fiction Trump Biden fan fiction is that what you are you enjoying making that I, okay I actually <laughs> I have a confession I wrote the one that we know no absolutely I'm not like, no what? no are we doing this yeah he, he wears a Biden mask I wear a Trump mask and that's how it works no absolutely not no I uh I'm just like on my Outlander shit and my Bridgerton shit. Fair and enough. Like, I just need. If you ever just want to get really angry. Yeah, watch it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I want to watch Bad Vegan too uh, uh, because it looks very fucking good. But again, I'm just not, not in a good mental space to be pissed Yeah, don't off. do that. Don't do so that. So mm-hmm. I'm just not going to. But I did start Bridgerton today and I did start Outlander yesterday. So I'm just surrounding myself with my comfort shows. Yeah, I've been watching Shits Creek. Yeah, that is my go-to. Mm-hmm. That is always when I'm upset. I put on Shit's Creek, Golden Girls. Yep. Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers is good. Mm-hmm. Wholesome. Yeah. Wholesome content. Um, Louise is like my inner voice. So <laughs> she, I, I don't know how to explain. Like when you, when you look at cartoon characters, right? She is inner me. Is she? Yeah. She, that's like, like, she's like your soul. Yeah. There was this meme. I think we talked about this a long time ago. There was this meme that was going around, and it was like, if you could take three characters to combine you, mm. who would you be? Mm. That would have been a good icebreaker. That would have been. We can do it or we can save it. I mean, it doesn't matter. Do you have your three? No. I mean, Hermione Granger for sure. Okay. I think I have a lot of her. Um, well, does it have to be cartoon? No, it can be anybody. Any okay. character from any show or movie or book. Mm. I'm going to have to give that a little more thought. Yeah. Probably a little bit of like, oh, I think a little bit of April Ludgate, like a little. <laughs> My big three. Yeah. Rosen Island. Okay. 
April Ludgate. Although I still don't see that. I don't see Rose Island. It's because you never see me when I'm naive. I guess not. Like, I literally thought they would sell wax paper at the, like, auto shop one time. And I didn't understand oh. why they didn't have wax paper at the, like, me- like the fucking auto zone. Why would you think that? I don't know. I was like, can't you use it for something in a car? I don't know. We needed it to go down a big slide. How old were you when you bought that? 25. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's pretty bad. Yeah, so I have moments like that where you're just like, Really, honey? Yeah. But usually there's stupid shit like that. It's not like. It's not like you don't know how to like fucking write a check or yeah. something. <laughs> and I usually always have a story for something. Yeah. So very much Rosen Island. Okay. April because I just, mm-hmm. to my core. And Louise. Yeah. Okay. So one very innocent character and two very fucked up. I like the perfectionism of Hermione Granger. I, I see it. Yeah. And then I have to give the other two. Well, April, I think, but I'm also a little Leslie too. I see more of you as Leslie yeah. than April. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'll have to think about that. That's a good one. Yeah. Give it some thought. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite memes that goes around. Mm-hmm. But it's good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's it. My pattern room was Bridgerton and. Oh, mine was just I hate Elizabeth Holmes and the dropout will make you like hate watch a show. Yeah. It's a really well done show, in my opinion. Oh God, her fucking like boyfriend husband. I don't know if they were married. He is so cringy. Like it seems like everybody in it is cringy. Oh, it's so bad. It's so gross. I don't And I can't believe like she got fucking Walgreens on board. Like they were literally going to have... It's, it's fucking Anna Delby all over again, it's but... It's so... But it's so much worse. Yeah, it's yeah. It's so much worse. Like, she's not even, like... She's not even deluded. She's just... Manipulative and... She's just a fucking narcissist asshole yeah. who literally thinks, like, oh, my shit doesn't really need to work. I just need to, like... I just need to make it successful, even though it doesn't... What? You're yeah, really but that's a mental blood. illness in itself, too. I, I guess, but I just think... I just think she's, like... Oh, I'm not making excuses. She's a solid piece of shit. I'm just saying that, like, that's still diluted, too. You it know? is. Where you're at the point where you want to be successful at the detriment of others and you yeah. don't fucking care. There's something wrong with you. That's a good point. It's just, it's so different from Anna Delby because, like, she was just fucking over millionaires. And I don't know. I just, I didn't Delby. I feel for Anna Delby in a lot of ways. I kind of respect her in some ways because I'm like, I don't know how you did that. I mean, boss bitch. <laughs> kind like, of. Did she get deported yet? I don't know. I last I knew she was in the ICE detention center. So. Yeah, I don't think she has yet. But, all right, well, that's the show, y'all. Yep. From the socials. Creepy us. <laughs> <laughs> I want you all to know that Becky literally just did the thing where you put your finger on I your nose. It. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> One day we'll take a picture of this creepy basement and show you all where we're recording from because it's... It's very... But I think it's a nice vibe for the podcast. It is a nice vibe for the podcast. We're going to get a better setup, but it's going to be a good vibe. Yeah, we're pretty janky right now, but yeah. it's okay. It's all right. It works. Um, all right. So Facebook is Chardonnay and DNA. Uh, Instagram is... Sh- oh, it's and sign. <laughs> Instagram <laughs> is Chardonnay and DNA. Fuck Twitter. Um, website chardonnayanddna.com. Please do not send us fucking emails about bitching at us or about being our Russian sex wives because we've gotten about eight of those and I can't tolerate it anymore. Rachel, I'll be your Russian sex do you wife. Want, can I read this one that we got? Oh, sure. Oh, my God. It's, it's really great. 
Her name is Anna Cowell, Anna Cowell. Oh. At mail.com. Okay. Hello, all, comma, guys, exclamation point. Oh, hello, comma, all, guys. Yeah. guys. I know. My message may be too specific, but my sister found nice man here and they married. So how about me? I am 23, 23 years old, Annika from Ukraine. So Ukraine this time. Last time it was Russia. Hmm. I know English and German languages also, and I have a specific disease. Any idea what that disease is? Oh, God, what? Called nymphomania. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Who know what that, what is this, can understand me. Better to say it immediately. Ah, yes, I cook very tasty, and I love not only cook, winky face. I'm real girl, not prostitute. I'm real girl, not prostitute. Oh, my God. And looking for serious and hot relationship. Anyway, you can find my profile here. I just want to send her back. You know that? What's that song that goes? She loves her mom, her dad, and her dildo. She's a nympho. She's a nympho. It might be called nympho. Yeah, me and Joe sing it a lot. Oh, my God, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, I please no more Russian sex bots, please Ukrainian don't. sex bots, any sex bots, American sex bots. I don't give a fuck. No more sex bots. I have a disease. It's called nymphomania. <laughs> I can't. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's the website. I am real Truthfully, girl. if any of you want to send me a funny one like that, and that it's not would serious, I will be 1,000% down because I'll read them on, on the show and it'll be fucking hilarious. That so would please, be really funny. But no real sex bots, please. No, I'm a real girl. I'm a real girl, not prostitute. <laughs> Why? Why? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't think you were a prostitute or a sex worker, as they, they should be called. They are real girls. Yeah. Uh. I thought you were a robot because that's what you are. I am real girl, not (laughs) Not prostitute. prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Anyway, um, email is chardonnayanddna at gmail.com. I think that's it. I think that's it. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.